morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Welcome to Friday Without Belts. I'm John, always joined by Jeremy. Hello, how's everybody doing? Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Jeremy. Happy New Year. Very cool. Do you stay up till midnight this year? Uh, yeah, my daughter kind of kind of enticed me to stay up. She wanted to see see different things, and norm normally I was asleep by about ten thirty. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'll just I'll just bring it in with a good nap. That works. But so I I let I let all the amateurs go out on it on New Year's Eve. <laughs> just like right, you're I'm just sure. letting them go out. Yeah, I, I I much prefer the professional drunks to, to hang out with more on New Year's Eve as opposed to the amateurs. So it's kind of no, it, it's and all kidding aside, I I just I I just have no entertainment in it at all. I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's New Year, new day. Okay, great, let's go. So yeah, I'm uh, I got to see a, the the barrage of Japanese entertainment over the last decade do not like pop groups like maybe i just had a big distaste for it here, here when i was growing up in the states but even more so in japan now <laughs> so, i gotcha i understand i guess new new year but kind of same situation uh, please go down to the link below to look at uh, giving anything you can to the sherry joe rebuild fund based on recent news i think we might throw up something for australia as well mm. So Australia is literally on fire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I saw the map the other day. I was just like, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. It's affecting our friends down in New Zealand, even to the point it's affecting our friends down in New Zealand. Not that we always want to kind of shill for money on this podcast, but it's just, you know, if we can push up any sort of ability to give people to direct their, even the smallest amount of funds, anything, anything can help people. Get something rolling. So, what are you been working on lately, Jeremy? <laughs> um, mainly, I've been just doing some very slow exercises with my knees and stuff. They um, they started having problems again. I'm actually looking at getting consultation for stem cell injection. So, we'll see how that how that goes. Uh, hopefully, by next next week's podcast or next podcast i've already been through the consultation see how that goes so that's kind of where things are at right now so that's good at least at least it's kind of i don't want to say progressing um but at least you're kind of finding different things to kind of move on move on your knees yeah too young to have surgery so anyway it's too young he's under he's under the age of 65 yeah exactly Exactly. So, cool. Anybody, if anybody who's uh, who subscribed to our channel, you probably just saw me uh, try to pound out a hundred Nahachi Shodans at once. So, uh, I'm a little, a little tired from that. But one thing we were talking about, and especially as the New Year is rolling, rolling along, you know, a lot of people do start karate as a hobby, and kind of see karate as a hobby and i think probably 95 percent of people who start karate or or get into karate see it as a hobby but then people there's something that happens that generally makes people jump from doing it doing it twice a week to doing it every day to doing it until they eat dirt 
today we're going to talk a little about what that's like and what that what that process is and, and you know why that happens so i don't know if it's good to necessarily talk about obsession some because some people might call this obsession would i be incorrect in saying that jeremy um I mean, I guess some people would say it would be an obsession. Some people would say it's diligence and discipline. So it just depends on what your background is, basically. So, I mean, the thing is, with, with because we're, we're talking about martial arts, martial, when we're, when we're talking about people who do a, I want to say, say this in the best way possible, go to a commercial school to learn martial arts. Right. They're not, unless they're, they're, this place is used as a supplement for some sort of police or military academy, they're not really going to be expecting to use it, at least in, the, in kind of its intended form. I, I'd, I'd say that's on the majority, yeah, that's probably true. So. I feel like there's a, there's a big push from people who've been doing, who actually went through that, having to use their martial arts martial arts to actually protect themselves to push more to push more traditional martial arts as something more of a uh, exercise or self-discipline activity rather than something that's for fighting oh no i i guess i've seen i've seen multiple things you know over the last few years in which it, it just seems like people are trying to go learn a set of skills and then try to use those set of skills in, a, in different arenas that really aren't the same. It's not the same setup, if that makes sense. Right. Like it, 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 and I, I think that can be very, very dangerous as a whole, but that's, that's my, that's my take on it because if it's, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, that's a waltz. It's not really doing karate. But if it's, you know, hey, you know, one, two, then three, and then maybe three, one, two, you know, just changing it up constantly, that's probably a little bit more realistic in, in a more, more streetwise or more applicable arena. If that makes sense, uh, but right. But, uh, and I, th I think, I had a, I used to train with someone who, really, I, I, I'll use him as an example, and, you know, I used to go to a karate school when I was younger, and it was, it was very commercial. Um, this is kind of before I, I think I did take it, take karate seriously at this point. I just didn't know, like, you know. Of course, this this karate this commercial karate school I'm going to is the number one thing in the world. What else? What else is there outside of my small hometown, in the suburbs of Philadelphia? The guy I worked I trained with, he really thought after the kind of maybe two or three years he had been training there, that you know he he I guess was maybe in his late forties at this point. So somebody who's I some some people would say was was over the hill and certainly didn't have the kind of dexterity or physicality able to to really put his all into the training and it, we could all see that his attitude was you know he was nice enough I guess but his attitude really wasn't 
you know, something that's uh, serious or dedicated. He'd just show up when he could and train. And he was saying to me one day, you know, I work around a lot of contractors and big guys and, you know, on construction sites. And, you know, after a couple of years here, I really feel like I could, uh, you know, I'm not so scared of them anymore. You know, it's a boost of confidence. But uh, so it was quite unearned because we can all kind of see that the guy would be flat on the butt in a couple of in a, in a in a second or two. Right. Try to take take what he said and put it into practice. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting because I remember when I used to be used to be a security guard for for um, Kansas City Chiefs long time ago and I, I was really fortunate I, I got to work with one guy who basically kind of took me under his wing he was like a you know a deputy at, at the county sheriff's department and stuff and you know I was you know yeah I'm wanting to use my martial arts and this that and the other thing and this that and the other thing and he finally told me he says you know what the best way to resolve a conflict is and I'm like what's that and he goes watch what you say Listen to people and don't shoot your mouth off. Hmm. A lot of wisdom there. And what's interesting is myself and this other guy, we usually end up taking care of stuff without we'd have we'd have an altercation here or there. But we wouldn't be like some of these guys who'd end up with broken noses, they'd end up with broken arms. Right. You know, I mean, they'd be getting in altercations because it's like, you know, they didn't really use that. And I think that's a really great lesson to go back to. It's like, you know, yeah, you can be as talented as all get out, but if you're continually shooting your mouth off, you're going to, you're eventually going to get it. <laughs> it's going to come back. I guess I'm thankful. I'm thankful I learned that lesson during that time, so. And do you, do you feel like you you didn't you weren't able to take that lesson out from outside outside the school you were, or whatever training you had had before or was well, it just something that was more of an age thing? I, th- I think at that time in my training, I was so I was so caught up in just training, and it was like train, 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 train. I mean, it was like you hit the dojo. I mean, you hit the door, and I mean you're you're pretty much on the floor and you're going and it was it was just go 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 and it was interesting because i i sat down with my instructors and they're like you know there's a lot of wisdom to that and it's like that's stuff that we bring up you know later on you know and it was interesting because he even after we had sat down and talked he started bringing that up earlier on you know, more, more, you know, within the first six months, like, you know, so, you know, karate, self-defense, you know, life protection, all these different things isn't about physicality. It's also using your head and not getting your mouth into trouble. So it was a great, great lesson early, fairly early on, I guess. Do you feel that that, that, that lesson kind of separates Kind of what we were kind of reeling back to what we were talking about before between like being somebody who just does goes to the karate school twice a week for as a hobby and somebody who's go who's training every day regardless of where they're at or what they're doing in, in some ways yes i don't remember where i where i saw this but 
I, I can't remember if it was a leadership seminar or a leadership seminar or something that I went to, but it, it was something along the lines of whatever you say you're actually speaking into. If you're speaking into, you know, confidence, that's what's going to be. If you're speaking as, hey, this is a hobby that I do, guess what? It's going to be a hobby. If you speak, this is what I'm about, and this is one of my core core beliefs. This is one of the core things that I do and that I grasp on. If I look at it from that perspective and I say it that way, guess what? That's how you're going to attack it. Because as you say it, it's going to continue to be on your mind from that perspective. Hmm. And and I've always thought that was kind of an interesting take because they were talking about, you know, you can you can be in a you know, it was more from a work situation, but you can you can look at it from training perspective as well. But from a work perspective, if you go in and say, you know, I can't stand this boss, I can't stand this, guess what? Every day it's going to be a pain in the butt. It is. You're gonna not like the person, you're gonna hate what you're doing if you continue to have that conversation and speak into it. So in other words, you're fueling that fire. So right. Um, if that makes sense. Right. And I, I feel and like that's a kind of the weird self-talk, not weird, but because everyone does this, right? They have their this this like self-talk they always have they always have with themselves. Right. Regardless of, of where they are, what they're doing, kind of we always talk to ourselves in a str- not a strange way, but just in a in a kind of way that we can because we're, we're reflective. We're we're always self. We're probably the only self-reflexive beings on the planet. Well, I never thought I'd say that on a karate podcast. Hey, hey it's New Year, man. So. New Year, new me. But I I, I think that's. That's what I think hobbies, because hobbies is a weird word as it is, because it's, it just kind of implies like, it's just something you do when you don't have anything else to you need to do. So you just kind of end up doing that thing because, you know, it's, it's what you like to do. Someone can say t- watching TV is a hobby. Someone told me once drinking and smoking was a hobby. And, you know, this is a weird, it's kind of, a, <laughs> Jeremy's had to smoke back on that. All right, well, whatever. Knock your socks off, I guess. Yeah, you can can do that. Um, But I think with karate itself, it could just be done done as a hobby. I've heard, recently I've heard somebody in an interview was was surprised that older people in Okinawa were actually taking up karate in their older age for like the first time in their lives just because they had time to do it. Right. Well, I mean, I mean there, there's not a lot the image of, we tend to have, but yeah, I mean, it, not only is it around that conversation, like we were talking about, what they speak into, but it's also what what is driving them. What's actually driving? Is it hey, this is kind of a cool thing to do, woo-hoo, yeah, all right, woo-hoo, yeah. or is it hey, you know, maybe you know, as someone who is more wise in life maybe they want to look at like you know what what can my contribution be to my family or or further my culture or or something along that aspect maybe it is hey i want to learn this about my culture that i don't know i didn't have time for yeah 
I mean, there, there for a while I got into, I really wanted to know about the founding fathers of the United States. And I started reading books on the founding fathers of the United States. And you listened to Hamilton a lot. Yeah, no. No, I mean, but I mean, I read books on, you know, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, you know, different, you know, Alexander Hamilton, not the play, but I mean, you know. um, And you watched The Crossing, Jack Daniels a lot. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you know, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, you know, all these people who were some of the founding fathers of the United States. And it's like, what was their mindset? Why did they do the things that they did? And it's interesting looking back now. That's also kind of how I how I looked at my martial arts training and stuff. It was like when I when I went in and took lessons from whoever it was, whether it was you know Sensei Oyato or, or Mike Miner or Robbie Morris, who, whoever. It was like, what is the background that they're coming? It wasn't just like, okay, I'm looking at the technique. What's their background of actually showing me what they're showing me? Right. And I think that's that when people people get, you know, when you meet someone, you generally ask like, oh, what's your background? What did you do? What do you do? What do you do for a living? All this other kind of boring stuff that no one really likes actually talking about. Um, but especially when you see someone as, you know, the kind of font of knowledge that you you take from or that you that you look towards you tend to kind of want to know what are the pipes connecting connecting to that font well and and i think it's also to show another level of respect to them as well what they went through what what they what they had to go through to get get to where they were at and stuff like that so and i think what i think most people who are teachers have to deal with in this regard is you have to be able to a degree cater to both. You have to be able to, to be able to talk to those people because anyone who's coming in to your school, to your class, to your backyard to train, down to your basement to train. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But it's you know, the hope is that they take it as seriously as you do. Well, I, I think one of the things that I guess I've always took took upon as as an instructor has always been okay, great. What is going to motivate you on the other side? How am I going to get through to you to see things from my point of view? You don't yeah. want the you don't want it to just be something. You you kind of have to accept the fact that you might not be able to find that in the way that you want it. Right. And, and it may show up something totally different. Like for me, I'll, I'll never forget. I kind of looked, you know, I, I think everybody goes through this phase. You know, okay, kind of start out, you know, go one day a week and this, that, and the other thing. All right, great. And it's kind of cool and this, that, and the other thing. Um, Make yeah. Make enemies. Yeah. Make exactly. enemies. Yeah. And, and then what was it? I ended up going to... Uh, a, a birthday seminar with uh, Mr. You know Sensei Oyata, and I, I was 
I was completely dumbfounded and someone was saying, I never even thought some of that stuff was possible. I'm like, what? Huh? You know, I'm watching him knock people out. Whoa. I'm like, never seen this before. That's kind of uh, wild. And I'll never forget the next class I came into, and I, I remember telling Rob, I think I've probably told this story before, but I... Oh, wow. Well. I... I I told Robbie, I'm like, I don't think that works. And, and he goes, you want me to show you? And I'm like, yeah, I want you to show you. I remember Dolores and Vicky were like, Darren, you really don't want him to show you this. This is not this is not something you really want. I'm like, no, I, I just, I want to know that this stuff works. You know, and I should have, I should have picked up on the Cheshire Cat grin and Robbie like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to show you. All I know is, Lines me up, and the next thing I know, they're waking me up on the floor. That was it. I mean, I was out. But as kind of a serious situation, you, know, you really don't want to get knocked out. But on the same token, it's one of those things where that made me believe a lot in what I was doing and took it a lot more serious. Like, whoa. You know, it, it was like, okay, it's it's time to step up the plate. Either I'm going to do this, or I'm just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do a little hobby. Yay! You know? But, yeah, and I think, one, we don't, we don't, condone, we don't condone knocking people out in, in dojos to, to, prove, to prove your point. Uh, unless they need it. <laughs> and here on Friday Without Bells, we do not condone, we don't, do not condone everyone's opinion. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I, talk, we can briefly talk about that um, because we're talking, you know, we can we can veer off on this for a minute um, about safety. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because what that was happening in the late 80s, early 90s, where that stuff really wasn't super in place until uh, somebody got pretty badly knocked out at a tournament. And then uh, that was the end of uh, doing a certain kind of kumite. Mm-hmm. So, big thing is about safety, folks. Make sure everyone is safe. Do not try. Do not attempt techniques on people just just to prove a point. It's not. It's not important to do that. Everyone yeah. reacts differently to different techniques, especially if you're talking about some stuff like pressure point hitting and stuff like that. And there's people out there who do it very stupidly and are weirdly culty about it. And do not get involved with those people because it's not worth your time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is definitely a two-way trust, definitely, from, from Sensei to Uke. I mean, definitely. I mean, you, you've got to be able to trust each other, but on the same token, if if you're doing those kind of things, definitely know the person that you're doing them to. After 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 my experience, I, whenever I did stuff like that, I, I was uber cautious of it, so... Yeah, so. it's important to know like what the what the restraint level should be when right. you're when you're training, and it, especially when you're talking about well, we're gonna go full tilt on someone. You don't need to go full tilt on someone. That's why they invented that like big rubber monstrosity called Battling Bob. Yeah. That's why there's spare tires. That's why there's punching bags. That's why there's bad and armor. That's why there's X, Y, and Z out there to do that on. 
you can get a rea- you can get a small reaction out of someone probably can probably guess it's you're gonna get a big reaction out of them yeah so uh, absolutely yeah. that absolutely. might be a better conversation for a different time but um, right. well i'm no i mean yeah i didn't mean to bring up anything unsafe or anything but i mean no 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 no. it's it's an important conversation and like we can we can kind of left to turn and right turn on this because i think that's that's important because you get one of the things especially with traditional martial arts there tends to be a lot of people who wanted to want to try to overprove themselves and then they get and they end up getting hurt because they're afraid of, of looking bad in front of their boxing and MMA friends or whatever. And that is just unnecessary. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I think that that can, that can you know, dovetail nicely into the other extreme, which is taking, taking your martial arts way, way, way too seriously to the point of it's, that's the only thing in your life. Yeah. I mean, you know, go, you know, it's a new year, so I'll just start off with kind of a cheesy karate kid, you know, quote. And it's like, you know, when Mr. Miyagi says, you know, whole life have balance. You know, you people have to have balance in your life. We got to have something else than, than just kicking and punching. And even with the supposed moral moral compass that there, that is in karate, um, it, it isn't really much of anything to go on. Right. I mean, it, you know, if if all you do is one thing, it kind of makes you kind of a kind of dull, to be perfectly honest. But that's just just one way to look at it. I mean, there's more to life than just one thing. So exactly, and I think like in especially in karate, there's it's the it's the best thing there is. I think about a dojo community and about about that is that you can have a community of people who train together and do one thing together, but they can do other things together as well. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it's not just the martial arts community. I, I mean, with me being into IT and IT security and stuff, I mean, I see people, they're around computers, you know, from every waking moment and it's you know people ask me you know what what are you doing i'm like as soon as i leave work i shut it off i do not I, my my wife likes to call me the least technical technical person she's ever met i i really do not like to deal with it outside of work it's like and she asked me the other day why and i'm like i'm not getting paid for it i really don't want to do it that's that's my career that's what i do I'm not getting paid for it. I don't want to do it. A good, actually, a student, an old a student and a friend of mine who's an accountant, had told me kind of said something similar where it, where he he would be out in a bar with somebody and he'd be like, he, his name was John too, and he's just say like, hey, what's 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 x plus y, and he's and he's like, go f yourself, like, like yeah. it equals go f yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Where, where yeah, I, I get that entirely. Um, I think in in those regards, like you get, you can get the the hobbyist and the, and the serious martial artist together, and you know they can accept each other. 
you know, you can accept the person who's just kind of there and they're not really taking their training super seriously, but, you know, they tend to be a really good, you know, outlet for the community, for the community at hand. And you can have the really serious people who are training very, very hard seven days a week who aren't good at that. Right. Well, and, and then you got some that are, you know, and then you, you go back to the balance thing where, you know, they do have balance in their life. They've got a balance about them, you know? And so it's, you know, it, I mean, there, there's a huge spectrum what we're talking about. Definitely. I mean, I, it, what's, what's interesting is a lot of the people that I've seen that just do it, you know, constantly you know six seven eight hours a day day in day out they just live eat sleep breathe it you know constantly nine times out of ten i've seen them either cracked where it's like you know they just get to the point where they just stop or something else will come up and then they'll either end up in a very very bad situation because maybe they weren't able to take care of that piece in their life if that makes sense well and because they don't want because there's there's also an aspect of chasing the dragon right, right. so i think this this is one it's one way people go from hobbyists to you know overly like to zealots yeah in a way because they they want to be the most skilled the best, the greatest, whatever, right? They, they'll, and I, I can mark my own, you know, if your transition was uh, getting knocked down at the floor, yeah, and then suddenly realizing that this stuff works, mine was getting a black belt and not feeling I earned it. You know, at, at that point, I was going to karate every day. I was doing karate every day. Yeah. So I was doing eat, sleep, sleep, drink, peruse with karate wake up and i would like be sleeping and accidentally punch a wall right um but it wasn't good enough none of it was good enough and you know it it was no one around around me's fault right and so and and then that burned me out so it does come down to balance I, i think you're right on that but i also think it comes down to knowing you know what what is enough i think people who are hobbyists can kind of realize like they can do more but if you're over over exerting yourself onto whatever you're doing you might you're probably going to crash yeah and it's interesting I, I heard an interesting term this summer um it was from um the uh a leadership program called leadership summit that i usually go to every year and there's a term called gitmo and i'm like gitmo what what was gitmo and the guy's like good enough to move on and i'm like you know that makes a lot of sense there are certain things you want to dig in deep and i and i look at i look at my training you know, there are certain things I really wanted to get in deep and really understand the ins, the outs, the ups, downs, sideways. I wanted to understand all of it about. There are other things like, okay, I understand the basics, good enough to move on. You know, you know, 
And I, I think everything has has those things. Um, like like I mentioned on a previous podcast, one of the weapons that I'm not not I, I wouldn't say I I guess I really don't get a lot out of, and and it, 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 it's just me. I, I me personally, I've never really gotten a lot out of it, and that is is the comma. I've just I mean I can go through basic kata. I can under, I can explain a lot of the a lot of the uh, you know the physical aspects of it and and basically the design of it and things like that. That's fine, but as far as really wanting to know the ins and outs and ups and downs and all that stuff, don't care. I'm I'm good with just that base knowledge. Move on. Okay. There's so many people I know who just hate comma. I need to find a couple of comma apologists and do kind of like a, a mini series on just like these are the people in the world who like comma. Let's appreciate them. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, the people that really like comma, cool. I, I'm, I, I can, I can really appreciate them. I really do. But I just never have never really gotten into that. That's just. That's just me. So you've never had to cut grass with them. Oh yeah, yeah. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've had I've had to cut grass with them. Oh, that's cool. In several countries, actually. In several, I I have. No, I, what was it? I I I have had to actually trim bush bushlands with it a couple times, but other than that, yeah, that was. That was it. So I, I remember what is it? My dad, my uh, and getting to a little bit of family history where it's like my dad was. My dad has always been away, worked away, and um, he was away on work. And his house, I forget. There was something up with his house where he wasn't there. It was either rented and then people moved out, or something had happened, and the lawnmower was broken, or I didn't know how to turn it on. I'm like the least tool apt person. But I actually had unsharpened commas in my car. Unsharpened, like like century type commas. Mm. And I just went out of his backyard and managed to just just I guess from just like blunt force to 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 grasp blades, take it off. This is comma talk on karate without belts, everyone. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, there you, you find the things that that you you really enjoy tra- training with, and I think. That that can be a good hook for people to actually transition from where the, where they are in terms of you know just seeing karate as a hobby to being something they take seriously. But I guess we kind of yarned a little bit about how you know we've done that or what what's really driven us to do that. You know, when people kind of make that next step into taking on martial arts as something that they do. Right, rather than just something that like, oh yeah, you know, I go every every once in a while, but it's more something that they integrate into themselves, um, and they speak to it in a different way, right? They speak to karate in a more serious voice. Yeah. What would be, I guess, some suggestions we could give people, or some uh, words of encouragement or words of advice that we we could give people to say, hey, this is something worth your time, but at the same time, be careful of. I think probably my piece of advice would be just constantly be in conversation with yourself, not not in a crazy way or anything like that, but just just a conversation with yourself of what is it that I'm really wanting to do with this? 
Is it just I want to work out? Is it, hey, I'm doing what? What's the new phase now? Was it CrossFit or something, something like that? I don't know what it is, man. Well, okay. cross, CrossFit, which was, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I know a lot of people do that. I mean, cool, awesome, great. You know, that's awesome. But what is it that you're really wanting out of it? Are you wanting more of a physical workout? Are you wanting to actually understand the art? Are you wanting to understand what has come come about of it? Or the historical pieces of it and the importance of that and things of that nature? And I, 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 I don't know. I mean... I think each person's got to look at it from that perspective. I mean, if, you know, I know I know a couple people, they are just happy with just doing the workout and just kind of getting familiar with stuff, and that's it. I know one person, honestly, it to me it's kind of sad because I, I know the one, I've known the one person, what, 12, 15 years. And they are not, they have a great talent and they have great skill, but they never put it all together. And I think there's, there, there is a piece of me wants to say that person, it just takes the right kind of push to push that person to kind of put it all together. Is it, it's not necessary. Yeah. But it, I actually think it's, it's okay if you're, especially if you're teaching that person to kind of take them aside and say, hey, you can really put this together if, you know, you take it a little more seriously. You just, you, I think there, there. That's the room for the to be senpai. Senpai, notice me. You can, you can, you can. I think that is where you can have room to be like. You gotta see, maybe like point at somebody else who is starting to put it together, and say, okay. you know what, you've got everything it takes. It's not something you want to do, cool. But you know, there would be, you would be, you would be. A, can, can, you would be more than just a person who comes here. You would be a contributor. Yeah, and I think the other thing, you know, is some type of some type of confidence within themselves. Because I, I see that sometimes where it's, oh, you know, you, you're stuck into a certain pattern. Like, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this. But if you change it, like, like let's say, your pattern is I do exercise one, I do exercise two, then I do Nanachi Shodan, and then I do Nanachi Nidan, then I do Nanachi Sandan, then I do exercise three. And that's the pattern they've always done, and that's the pattern they're always going to do. And if you change it up, it's almost like, uh oh, I, I don't know what to do now. Or, or the other one, one of the big things you know, that I've always tried to do is make sure I'm not getting room acclimated on stuff whenever I'm doing something. Right. I, I wouldn't say it's comical, but it's almost comical watching somebody who's done like one thing from one dimension for years and years and years and years and years. And, years, and then you, you turn them and they don't know how to do it. Right. That's that is a that's a big thing. Uh, I learned early on, especially when I was when I was uh, starting my hand at teaching. Um, yeah. I would try to make try to make good on that. I think for me, I feel like there's you know I you can't force somebody to go to go over to that that part of it, but you can encourage people. I think more to 
I think it's also in the structure of how you how you talk about growing and the yeah. kind of what what you do with it. If you treat it like a religion, I don't think you're going to get the people you want to get, right? I don't think you're going to have what you want to have, or you will, and you're going to end up ha having something really weird. If you treat it like a family, you're going to get what you get in a family, right? Yeah. Good eggs, bad eggs. But if you treat it as something serious, but something that that under that is self-aware, then I think you can you will get all sorts of people in that community. You will get all sorts of people happy to start training you'll get all sorts of people knowledgeable and respectful and in all sorts of different and will fill in all sorts of different gaps and you can have a real dojo and you can have a real community without having to compromise yeah and you know in the, in the tag on to that I, I think one of the things what you're really kind of speaking to and i you know and i look back at it it was like yeah you're this is dead on I think there has to be an integrity about what you're doing and what how you're training. Right. There has to be a level of intensity and integrity, you know, like the, you know, the guiding principles that are set up in the schools. Are you actually living those or are you just memorizing them to get, get to the next level and stuff like that? Are you aware of when they were written, who they were written by, and like how seriously to take them yeah can exactly. they should they be taken seriously like they should be taken seriously but at the same time understood in their own context and applied to your context appropriately right absolutely you know and, you know if if something's in in those guiding principles are you going to follow those principles are you going to follow that and i think that kind of i, th I think that that develops you know people that want to change over from from a hobby over to a serious practitioner not right. just in not just in martial arts but just in anything in life i mean you look at you look at you know basic you know christianity i mean we're not we're not going there very much i'm, I'm just gonna sidestep then i'm coming right back catechism you know, of jeremy saint you know, jeremy Wick, of, of wakeman no but I mean, if you look at if you look at a Christian church, people are going to go there, and they're going to be believers. They're going to follow what the church is about if the people that are leading it have an integrity about what they're actually doing in that church. If not, they're going to leave and go somewhere else. Same way with martial arts. Same way with anything. It's like if the if the people you're training with and training under have an integrity around it. You're either going to, okay, you're going to develop that integrity by training with them, or you're going to move on to something else. Or you'll burn out, or you just, you just okay, I'm just going to... putter on to be, what, to be whatever. And yeah. that that's kind of where it becomes the worst. Yeah, exactly. when it, that's martial arts at its worst. That's anything at its worst, when it's puttering. Um, yes. Sometimes you got to deal with the worst in order to get to the best, but you you know it it, it I feel like especially in those situations nobody understands what who's in control even though every everyone can be in control. Right. Right. Um there's there's enough it's, teachers I'll, I'll end on this because you're exactly right. It's about integrity. 
And kind of going back to what I was talking about, the school that I first started training at, the owner of that school, not the teacher, because he really wasn't a teacher. He was just the owner of the school. Um, he made himself very, you know, a face to the to the to the parents essentially, because he would just had nothing but kids and his customers. But his teachers taught the integrity part. Of it. He tried to show off integrity, um, but his teachers, you know, people who I valued as my real teachers there, that kept me going. Um, yeah. taught us with integrity and you know it that's what kind of made that transition out of there a little heartbreaking was that you know at a very formative time you know seeing kind of you know you know what's under the, what's under what's more than skin deep from people and kind of having to accept that even though these teachers taught with integrity they were with somebody who really didn't don't, wouldn't carry really carry that for them so it's important to take away take away those good things from the from your experiences, um, especially if you are to, are a very serious you know, you are serious minded with your martial arts with your karate, but to understand that it's okay to, to walk away, and you can walk away with those good lessons and because you need to grow as well. Right, and especially when it does interfere with your own personal integrity, and I've been a part of that a couple times. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I think I think we kind of kicked that can around a little bit. Well, a little bit. So, Jeremy, I know you are going to to get get your uh, Christopher Reeves uh, consultation on. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean <laughs> to make to make his South Park. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's more than likely gonna be sometime this week. So, I I thought. I thought my knee was doing a lot better than just just out of the blue. I, I think I was probably doing just a little too much. Just I, I mean, it was literally almost put me down for about two days straight because I, I literally couldn't really walk. Yeah. Um, well, that's the holidays as well. So well, well, no, it, it was. Yeah, it, I just did too much trying to get. And, and that's something I have to, I have to manage, you know. Especially right now, it's like whenever I start getting really into it, it's like, okay, just simmer down, just go slow. At this point, I need to go slow. I can't go full tilt, and and so that's kind of that bothers me because I'm not a go slow kind of person usually. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna go slow right now, but. Um, but yeah, that's. But I, but my wife and I, we both pretty well decided. It's like, look, I need to do something's got to, got to change. I can't go, can't continue at this pace and go slow, at at this because it's driving me nuts. So yeah, but. I mean that's. I mean, I can't appreciate where you're at, um, even though I've never been there. I've, I had some leg challenges of my own. But they actually ended up, thankfully, not being the worst things in the world. Tendinitis kind of sucks, but you, you can kind of get over that that hump pretty pretty all right if you're doing the right things. But yeah, where you're at is kind of a whole other level of that. Yeah, well, yeah, this is the first time I've had to deal with this, so it's 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 new. So just got to deal with it. <clears throat> so. 
this week I'll be working, just kind of resetting the table on basics and uh, just working on a Hachi Shodan. And uh, we kind of have a January challenge going on right now on the channel. So anybody who's listened to this point, thank you very much. And uh, I hope everybody participates in that as well. And so we can maybe get to see the results of that at the end of the month. So it, it is frightening recording yourself uh, doing karate. I'm I, it, it scares the hell out of me. I hate being on camera, but um, it's a new challenge for the new year. Cool. Very cool. Cool. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Um, and don't forget to keep training. <laughs>